Inside DJ's DVR, a television and film podcast, part of the DVR Podcast Network. Okay. Nice, man. Night, 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 nice, man. Okay. Hey. Nice, man. Hey, everybody out there who downloaded Inside DJ's DVR podcast, I want to welcome you to a special edition podcast. That's right, we're already doing special editions. This is, I guess, 1.1, but we'll call it episode 2, and uh, you're going to get a special Emmys edition. That's right, the Emmys are this Sunday, CBS, hosted by Stephen Colbert, and they're always a great thing for our TV uh, audience and our TV participants and our actors and everybody who's involved in TV because it gives a an award to them, you know, they have the, the Oscars, and they have the Tonys, but, you know, this is TV's thing, and they have the daytime ones, but we, you know, focus on a lot of these awesome dramas, and big comedies, and now they're putting in a lot of the great uh, cable shows on there, and it's uh, something that needs to be discussed, so I, I thought it's time that we discuss it, and I was like, you know what, let me discuss it with my buddy, and then he said, Hey, why don't we do this podcast? I was like, what a great idea. So I called up Mr. Axel Foley. Welcome, Axel, to Inside DJ's DVR. How you doing, baby? I'm great. Good, man. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about the Emmys. I mean, look, award shows are kind of bullshit, and a lot of this stuff is kind of it can be a mixture of what's hot and also sometimes of course they give the award to someone just because they didn't win it five years in a row uh so then they finally give it to them so it's not i mean you know i'm not a i i I love award shows i watch them because i like the pageantry and i like to see the stars and i like to see the writers and direct i like to just see everybody and kind of talk about the different TV shows. And, you know, I mean, it's what we like doing. So I like watching it, though I don't take it too seriously. Yeah, it's, uh, you know what? I think it used to be all these award shows were a little more prestigious when people lived in, a, you know, the era of always getting dressed up and balls and, uh, you know, a very formal thing. And it kind of yeah. turned into a lot of comedy acts and funny routines over the years and, they're great, um, but I particularly got you know a little bit bored of uh, award shows over the last few years. Um, so I usually tape it and then I'll, I'll check the highlights. I'll watch some of the the funny bits or something I hear about you know the next day, and I go, I'll go check it out. But I love looking at the lists and I love looking at the winners list after the award show. Um, some of the Speeches, you know, are a little unnecessary, but you know what? You got to thank the people you work with and the people that put you up. So I get it. I just don't really like to watch them that much, but I do like the concept. I do like the recognition and I do like talking about TV and I'm glad we're together. Yeah, baby. Me too, DJ. Yeah, it is. It's a fun thing, man. You know, it's a fun thing. Even I like to see, I like to watch it with my wife. That's one of the things that when we, you know, first started dating and stuff, we both were like, you know, we both watched the Oscars and the Emmys and watched this stuff and it's kind of fun. I mean, I'm not 
we're, we're both not huge into music, so we're not really watching like the, I mean, we'll maybe catch the Grammys or something, but music is a different thing. This is we're more, more my style and you have fun with it, you know, and all, and, and there are times when you actually learn about a show or you get turned on to something new. Um, and that more, more recently, that's been something that the Emmys has doing much like the Oscars where they had like the Oscars. So white campaign, there was a big push to diversify the Emmys, not just along the lines of, um, you know, like racial or ethnic diversity, but also within the diversity of how television is changing, you know, with Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, and then not only that, but AMC, FX. I mean, it wasn't too long ago that every single Emmy uh, nominee was from ABC, NBC, Fox, or CBS. So we're only like 15 years removed from that, uh, maybe 20. So now you have a whole nother portion that's uh, nominated, you know? So it's really interesting now that you can find some smaller shows that get critical appeal will get nominated for an Emmy. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Um, and, you know, it's funny you say it was just the main networks. And then uh, before all the smaller cable networks started making good shows, it was like HBO, 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 HBO. Yeah, that's and true. it's that's so true. nice. Yeah. It's so nice to see this, you know, list. And, you know, scrolling through it, you just see all these different outlets and networks. And it's uh, it's great because... What wouldn't have been picked up years ago by a major can get major traction now on a smaller network or a pay service and become a huge hit. Yeah. So it it really opens up the whole uh, spectrum of what what's out there. And as you said, like to learn about different shows, like the Oscars, I always make a list of the ones I haven't seen and what got say you know the most. Uh, you know, nominations for different categories and like, say like, obviously these are trending to be real good films. You know, it's not just one person saying that. So it's, you know, I usually tend to go with like the majority uh, consensus of what's, you know, decent at least. So I love to watch those, you know, movies or even, even docs that, you know, are in like a, you know, smaller category that you don't maybe see a lot and you're like, wow, that's, that looks good. And you see the clip of it. So yeah, these shows are very good for that. Yeah, man, definitely. So, um, I don't know. You want to jump into it? It's your show, DJ. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, uh, it's just, it, it's great. You know, you know a lot about this stuff cause you, you know, like you say, you watch, but you also, uh, turn me on to something because as I was looking down the list I'm like oh these things would be great to talk about and you said well the creative arts Emmys were already given out and we're just going to see the majors on the on this show Sunday right right so, so did you happen to catch a list or see anything that stuck out to you that was like a big deal from that yeah there's um I'll put it in the show notes it's a uh, vulture article that outlines kind of all the uh, gives you a little kind of snippet of the big winners and kind of runs down um, and then actually 
completely runs down all the winners, though it doesn't give all the nominees, which would have been nice because I like to see that. Um, but this is the time where they give out stuff like documentary and variety special and animated program, which are some of the bigger ones, reality host. Uh, but then, of course, you get like musical direction, nonfiction writing, via- variety special writing, <laughs> you know, like choreography. And they even have casting, um, interactive storytelling, you know, all that kind of stuff. And they give out some technical awards um, as well. So it's uh, they do it over two days. And uh, let's see, the biggest winner probably were some of the documentaries, which you wanted to talk about, which was the outstanding documentary nonfiction special, special which was uh, Ava DuVernay's 13th. Yeah, uh, you know, I just thought that was a phenomenal film so educational so hard-hitting so powerful just the the style of of storytelling and getting the point across it 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 was was it what was it about well the uh the 13th it was about the overcrowding and the uh mass incarceration and it's all about the the 13th amendment and how it's just been warped and over time it's it's a history lesson mixed with interviews of current news and re- media reporters giving little uh you know answering questions one on one with the uh, the documentarian and it just it's right up in your face and it's so strong and sends such a, a really important message that every American should see this movie and learn about the history and what you really know and didn't know and should be aware of with uh, things like just, you know, uh, certain parts of the new Jim Crow uh, laws that, that, you know, are kind of being used now and uh, things like uh, you'll see the corporate... uh, the corporate takeover of all these prisons and how it's it's just designed to be a maze to hold you in and never really let you out and it's just a really strong view on you know uh, of, of America and our current situation told with some history. It was really really excellent and I'm glad it won. That's awesome, man. Yeah, that's I, I know she's fantastic. Another one that won, um, which got an interesting that they have a category called Exceptional Merit in Documentary Filmmaking. Some of these categories are so strange, um, but it's good that they get the word out about it. And that was the LA-92 documentary, which was about the the LA riots. That was, that was fantastic. I remember watching that, and I think I turned it on at like midnight or 1 a.m., and I just couldn't stop watching it. And my wife wanted to see it. And she was like, you watch it? I was like, I'm sorry. I just started it. And it was it was really fantastic. It reminded me a lot of the OJ Made in America doc. The way that it... And like what you're talking about, the 13th. Which is that it took... Well, the 13th is different. But in this case, took one historical incident. And then also didn't just investigate it and interview people but wove it into the tapestry of america both like 
you know, 50 years before it and then after it as well. So it was really fantastic documentary. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of, they gave, you know, it's interesting, Dave, they, one thing I will say is everyone knows I'm a, I'm a fan of, uh, reality shows and they did kind of really add a bunch of categories, um, for reality, like structured and unstructured and stuff. And it's good, man. I mean, you know, the thing about TV is that you, one of the things that these, uh, award shows remind you is that there for every one actor you know there's a hundred people behind the camera that are doing a job that you know is just like a regular job you know even if it's the cameraman or the guy making food or you know it go you go you go so high everybody has assistance to assistance and you know so it's interesting to see that you think, how do they come up with all these categories? It's because every show, every production has thousands of people working for it, you know? Sure. And you know what? These people absolutely should get recognized because you, you want something like that on your resume. If you, you know, I have exactly. five Emmys in outstanding hairstyling. Yeah, and dude. Yep. That's actually... It, there's a two of them. There's outstanding hairstyling for a single camera series and outstanding hairstyling for a limited series or movie. <laughs> like I know, Shadowcat would love that that you know uh, category, but no, these people need to be recognized. And I'm glad they are. Yeah, it's awesome, man. But, uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, check check that link out. Um. All right. Cool. So, what do you want to do, man? You want to jump on in? Yeah, I, I, I want you to take us in and. Talk about some of the supporting actors and actresses, and you know we'll lead it up to the big, to the big, uh, the bigger type uh, categories at the end, and uh, you know we'll talk about them. All right, cool, man. So I guess the first category that was interesting, and we can't go through everything. We'll just pick some. Is the limited series actress where you have Carrie Coon of Fargo, Felicity Huffman, American Crime, Nicole Kidman, Big Little Lies. Jessica Lange and Susan Sarandon from Feud and also Reese Witherspoon from Big Little Lies. And for me, uh, I watched half of Feud. I thought it was good. Um, It was a little... It's very historical, and I think if you're into that period, it would be something that that would interest you. Uh, It's about the feud between... Uh, who is it? Betty Davis. And do you remember who the other actress is? Uh, I'm, I, I should know this, uh, but uh, no. I'm losing it there. Uh, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't watch that one. So I saw it, you know, the coming attractions is just really, yeah, it's, fit it in. I mean, it's, it was okay. I mean, it's Ryan Murphy, so it's, it's kind of over the top and campy. And I thought it was kind of fun, but I didn't, to me, I, I have a hard time ever relating or caring about anyone in anything that he does because it is so, it's, I don't know, it's, you know, it's almost like he's making a show about him making a show. It's just, it, it just seems removed to me. Uh, but they were both great in it. 
Uh, but for me, I just want to mention this because of Carrie Coon, who was so fantastic in The Leftovers, and she was not nominated for The Leftovers. So it would be kind of cool to see if she won for this season of Fargo, which was not my favorite season. I mean, she was awesome in it, but it was a little repetitive, I found. Um, I loved her. Yeah, but did you what what do you think about this category? Cuz also the Big Little Lies, Nicole Kidman and Reese Witherspoon. I loved Big Little Lies. I thought that was fantastic. Well, as far as Fargo, Carrie Coon was probably the only good thing about this season. It um you know what? I shouldn't say that cuz I love you and McGregor, but the she was just phenomenal cuz she she just played all these different sides from the the mother to the cop to the friend to the citizen so it just she she really played it well uh, i haven't watched the leftovers so i'm glad she's not nominated for that because i couldn't speak on that but as far as big little lies that show was outstanding and i and I know these Hollywood people love Hollywood, and I I know LA, and you know they they know they know they see these types of people all the time, and right. in this you know in the rich circles. So I'm sure that you know they're probably going to lean with that. But even if it's not biased for that reason, Nicole Kidman was amazing, and I don't like her very much in many things she does. She was amazing in this show. Yeah. Yeah, it's been, it was, it was, that. that's a, you're, you know what, DJ, you make a great point because Reese Witherspoon is a fantastic actress and to me, she's just great in anything she's in. I don't always love the films that she chooses to make, but I think that I always believe her. And these are all fantastic actresses. I mean, Felicity Huffman, I'm not a big fan of American Crime. I caught a few episodes because I heard it had gotten so much better towards the end of the first season and in the second season. Um, But, I mean, she's a fantastic actress. But you're right about Nicole Kidman, which is that this is probably the best thing she's done in a really long time. Um, And for that reason, I was more... She does kind of shine because... I I guess when I saw that she was in this show, I figured, oh, it's going to be Nicole Kidman being an actress in a TV show, you know? And it wasn't at all. She was fantastic. I mean, that show was just, I loved it. Um, But yeah, I mean, I just kind of carrying a torch for Carrie Coon. I don't really, I mean, who wins? Who cares? I mean, I think probably you're right. I would think that probably one of the big little lies people might take it, though I think, I think, you know, I mean, Jessica Lange, Susan Sarandon, there's probably a Hollywood story or reason for each person to win the award. Um, but I'm hoping that Carrie Coon wins, and it's kind of in, kind of a little bit given to her because of the leftovers, too, because I think she should have been nominated for Best Actress. Uh, for a drama for the leftovers, but what are you going to do, DJ? That's it. What At least we know do? about it, and we can dish it out and talk about it. So, <laughs> yeah. So, how about so? I like this category that they did limited series because yeah, they, I there you know these shows wouldn't have fit in with the, you know to stand up against a lot of these other big you know longer longer shows, and 
I've seen most of them, and I, I just really think they're good. They're great. Um, and I'm looking up at the limited series actor category, and I'm going to read them off, and it's Riz Ahmed from The Night Of on HBO, Benedict Cumberbatch from Sherlock, The Long Detective on BBC, Robert De Niro from The Wizard of Lies, Ewan McGregor from Fargo, Jeffrey Rush from Genius, and John Turturro from The Night Of. So I haven't seen Genius or The Wizard of Lies, but I could speak on the other ones, and they all just killed it in their roles. And it's very hard to... You know, not go with my favorite actor in the world, Ewan McGregor. But he was as good as he was. It was a weird role for him. Um, but and I love John Turturro. He was awesome. Riz Ahmed was just stellar in the night of, and it just I felt so much emotion from what he was in and how he was, you know, going through everything. That I just. I just really fell in love with his his acting, and I just thought he was great in that. So I, I'd have to give it to that. Yeah, um, uh, that that's a that's an interesting category, and it is you know these limited series as opposed to like drama, comedy, whatever. Um, I, I think you know they do the best they can in these categories. Again, I mean it's an award show. They they've got to kind of try to figure out how to fit in as as many people. But also people like to see the shows that they enjoy mentioned and you get to see the people in it, you know, um, and celebrated. You kind of feel like, oh, like you're a part of it, you know. <laughs> but um, I liked I didn't get through all of the Wizard of Lies. I mean, De Niro is De Niro and he was really good in that. Uh, he can act when he still wants to. Uh, what was that on? Uh, that was HBO. That was the Bernie Madoff HBO. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. I forgot that that was the name of that. Yeah. So, um, actually, I preferred the uh, CBS did a version. Me too. That's with... Uh, Richard Dreyfus. Uh, Richard Dreyfus. Yes, yeah. I, I did too. That's funny you say that. <laughs> I thought it was better. I thought Richard Dreyfus was better uh, than De Niro. So, I'm not going to... I think the story was better. Yeah. Less drama. Yeah. Yes. Good, nice. You're right. They took it straight. They took it straighter on CBS, which was interesting. That they, I, I, it was hard for me to, but yeah, they did a better. I think it was CBS, but they did a better job. He should have been nominated. Um, but uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, I, that's Sherlock has run its course for me. Honestly, I feel like they just keep on doing it. I didn't really like. I didn't think they were great. These episodes. He's fantastic. Um, but I'm going to have to go, uh, with, hey, I think Riz Ahmed is going to win, even though I kind of thought John Turturro was really the star of the night of, to be honest with you, he carried that show. Uh, but Riz Ahmed yeah. was amazing and he's coming on strong now. So. Yeah, man. I, I I mean, it's tough, but they're all great shows and yeah. they're all great actors. But we'll see who ha who wins. Um, and uh, just a little teaser: we most likely will be doing another special edition after talking about the winners. So if you liked it, definitely tweet 
at DJ DVR pod, podcast on Twitter and let us know that you liked it so we can uh, definitely make sure we bring you the next one. But if you don't like it, we're not doing it. I'm sure you will. <laughs> no, yeah, it'd be great to come back and talk about who won, dude, and, t- and kind of just diss it. It's fun. Ha- look, half the fun, I like to watch the pre-game shit, too, where they're, like, walking down the red carpet, and you just make fun of people, man. That's why, like, every year I tell a hustler, oh, man, aren't you going to watch the Emmys? He's like, no, nah, man, that's garbage. And I was like, yeah, of course it's garbage, but you make fun of it. You have fun with it. Let's see. What, All right. Well, uh, if anybody in Hollywood is going to give me any kind of endorsement deal, the <laughs> Axel's thoughts do not reflect the thoughts of this podcast. All right. DJ Tim Hines is on his own, baby. Um, let's jump to, okay, how about supporting actor in a drama? All right. Yeah. Let's go. Here Who we go. We got? Oh, you want to do it or should I do it? Oh, do it. Who do we got? I asked. Oh, okay. Uh, John Lithgow, The Crown. Jonathan Banks, Better Call Saul. Mike Ehrman Trout. Mandy Patinkin, Homeland. Michael Kelly, House of Cards. David Harbour, Stranger Things. Ron Cephas Jones, This Is Us. And Jeffrey Wright, Westworld. I mentioned that one. Hey, DJ. Yeah. Did you know that we did a podcast about Westworld? That's right. Westworld Theory Cast. <laughs> Holy cow. If you guys are listening to this and you're intrigued by Westworld and you haven't seen it yet and you see the the Emmys on Sunday and you're like, wow, that looks good. While you're watching it, you should definitely check out Westworld Theory Cast on iTunes or any podcatcher that you use. Yeah. You should listen to Westworld Theory Cast as you're watching the Emmys. Wow, that. that's like the Floyd and <laughs> yeah, uh, Wizard of Oz thing. <laughs> it is, dude. Yep, it's like Dark Side and Wizard of Oz. Um, but in this category, I have to say, again, man, you know, uh, one thing about the Emmys that has changed is that television has gotten so good that you rarely get these categories clogged up by a bunch of garbage people. And... For instance, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say garbage people, but I'm like, you know, where like everyone in the comedy is the comedy, uh, best comedy actor, actress is from uh, the Big Bang Theory and um, Modern Family, you know, like that kind of stuff where now you have just so many people to choose from that it seems so silly. And then you end up with a bunch of people like this which is just like fantastic actors. You can't really say any of them weren't great. Um, You might not like the show. I mean, a lot of people don't like Homeland and House of Cards, and This Is Us is a bit schlocky, you know? My wife and I couldn't really even get through the whole season. Did you watch This Is Us? I didn't, but my lady watches it, and I come home from work. I work nights sometimes, and usually when that show is on, and... I'll come home and she's, it's, you know, the credits are rolling and she's weeping. So <laughs> I know that she loves it. She always tells me I should watch it. I know that a lot of people do love it. Yeah. Um, especially for a network show. They say, you know, it brings a lot of real talk and a lot of real issues and real drama that's not like silly drama. So um, I, you know, I can't say anything bad about it because I know she loves it. And I know a lot of people who do love it. Yeah. Um, 
but I mean, I'm I this I would love to see all these people in one show. This would be sick. Yeah, this that would be fun, right? They should all they should all come on and do um when David Milch gets Deadwood back together. I'd like to see <laughs> all these people in it. Yeah, this is us. The reason why I guess I feel like I was a big fan of Parenthood and it's kind of like the new Parenthood, but it's like Parenthood would go for the cry like every other episode or maybe once an episode where I feel like This Is Us tries to make you cry like before every commercial break. Like it's a little like schlocky, like I was saying. I think it's a little, I I don't know. Maybe I have to finish it, but we did get pretty far into it. Um, But I don't know. I mean, Jeffrey Wright was great in Westworld. Um, Homeland is great. And Mandy Patankin, I don't really understand kind of why he's nominated. Maybe he's going to win this year for this. I don't know. But I I completely agree with you because I I love the show. I love him. I don't feel that this season was a standout anything for him. I don't even know what I would love to see what scene they they uh, put in there that got him that. Yeah, I wonder which episode they uh, submitted for it. Uh, We could find out, but. I don't, you know, I mean, for me, it always comes down to Mike Ehrman Trout, and I hope he wins. I mean, I love Jeffrey Wright on Westworld, but what Jonathan Banks does on Better Call Saul, just like taking a car apart for 15 minutes, that's acting, man. I mean, you know, Heath Solo would know what I mean by that. You know, if you could take a car apart for 15 minutes and it's interesting, you're a great actor. I think Heath Solo can actually take all four rims off your car in 15 minutes. That's what I heard. I know. I heard Watch he did out. that. But yeah, uh, he. I mean, he's just so good. He's so uh, steady with his role. He doesn't break character. He doesn't yeah. ever veer off the same consistency. And everything that happens, he does with that that cool, like, I'm not going to let it get to me. But even though it's getting to him, yeah. he just stays yeah. cool and, and runs shit. And that, yeah. he's, I, he definitely should win. That's a great way of putting it, DJ, because it's like he plays that it's such complexity that he's a guy acting like a guy who's acting like he's not affected, but you can tell he is. <laughs> you know what I, it's so nuanced. He's fantastic. It is great to see Ron Cephas Jones nominated. I mean, I will say for the, for the time that I watched, this is us, him and Sterling K Brown were the, by far the best parts. That story for me was the reason why I like the show. And I wish that the other two siblings were not as big a part of the show, uh, their own like lives now. Because I felt they were both kind of cheesy, and his was kind of meaningful. And he's just an outstanding actor. It's kind of like they're kind of children next to him. Uh, That's why it was kind of weird that they're all the same age, but you're like watching it and you're like, they kind of seem like they're about 10 years, 15 years younger than him. He's just so much more of a person than them. But uh, anyway, all right, let's jump to. What do you think here? What do you think here? Let's see. Let's do the following with the with the same same category, just the actresses, because there's oh, some okay. good ones here. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, you want to read them off? Supporting actress in a drama series. Yeah. We have 
and Dowd from the Handmaid's Tale, uh, Handmaid's Tale rather, Samira Wiley from the Handmaid's Tale, Uzo Aduba from Orange Is the New Black, Millie Bobby Brown from Stranger Things, Chrissy Metz from This Is Us, and Thandy Newton from Westworld. Yeah, baby. Now, hey, I'll say this. If there's anyone from Westworld that should win, it's Thandy Newton. She was definitely the best actor on Westworld. What do you, I do you completely think? agree. Yeah. I don't know if she'll take this category, but I for Westworld, she was the best act actor or actress or you know in, in the whole thing. Like she played so many different levels of a person and and AI and being and mm-hmm. consciousness yep. and and being scared and you know realizing and rationalizing. It just she was so good in this. Yeah. I really hope she wins. Yeah. And um, totally. Especially because we love that show. Yeah. And totally buck ass naked sometimes too. Like it was nothing. That's. You got to give people credit for that. You know? You really do. Yeah. She stood there, you know, like just like it was no big deal. Like she actually was the AI that wouldn't have cared about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you seen The Handmaid's Tale? No, I have not. Okay, now that's on Hulu, and I was recently gifted by Hulu, which means every week they send me an email uh, telling me that I could get a month free, so I did it, which this is like the sixth time I've done it this year. They just keep on letting me do it. Um, And uh, (laughs) I have watched six of the ten episodes, and that show is fantastic. And yeah, uh, our good friend uh, Michael underscore watches that, and he loves it. Yeah, it is. I mean, just uh, it's interesting, and we didn't really talk too much about Stephen Colbert hosting. You know, being as though he is, he was the political guy. Went to late night and tried not to be the political guy. Trump comes into the picture. And he says, I better be the political guy again. So now he's a political guy. I wonder how political um, the award show is going to be. And especially when you have uh, The Handmaid's Tale involved here, which is like, it's really more like if Mike Pence was the, was the president. Now, Not kind really of expand Trump. on that. Like, well, how would that tie in? Like, what is The Handmaid's Tale about? Okay, so just loosely, without spoiling, because they really unspool what's going on to you very slowly, and it's part of understanding the characters. So I don't want to give too much away, but it's basically what would happen if a ultra-conservative... Uh, religious Christian organization, Christian type, because that's one of the things that's interesting about it. I mean, it, it, it is Christian in the show, but it's not anything that we know. It's something totally different. It's, it's almost like a cult um, that uh, takes over America. And the women are... The there are there's also at the same time a problem with fertility 
So so women who can have babies are thus forced to become the carriers, uh, that's the way they would say it, of uh, the upper crust men, men's children. And the wife are, is involved. It's just, it's really, it's, it has elements of Nazism in it. And uh, it's just really, it's freaking scary. And it's not overplayed either. I think it's done in a very subtle, it's a fantastic show. It's a really, really huh. good, great show. Sounds complex. Yeah, it's, it is. And it's complex emotionally as well. Super complex emotionally. And it has a lot to do with, I mean, women's rights, obviously, reproductive rights. A lot of the things that are going on. A lot of the battles that are being fought as we speak right now. Um, so, Anne Dowd is fantastic in it. Though I have to say... She's fantastic, but it's it's almost like she's playing. It's a little I don't know. I mean, she is a character actor. She is kind of, and all actors are in a way always themselves. But I mean, she's fantastic in it. But I don't know if if I would really say that I love the show. But I don't know that she's like my super favorite part of it. She's honestly, it's a little bit. It's almost like typecasting for her. Um, now, on the other hand, Samira Wiley, who was in, uh, well, she was in Orange is the New Black. Um, she is, she's great in the show too, but she's not in it that much that I've seen so far. Maybe she's in more of more than I saw. But because um, I say we have like what four, three or four episodes left, so and then you have Millie Bobby Brown from Stranger Things. She was great, the little girl from Stranger Things. She was outstanding. Yeah. So this is an interesting category. I don't know. A lot of good people. I don't know who's going to take it. Uh, I would say probably Millie Bobby Brown is going to take it. People liked it. You know. Yeah, um, I'm going to be a homer and say Danny Newton for Westworld. Okay, all but right. They're all they're all good, and, and that Handmaiden's Tale sounds pretty interesting, so I might check that out. All right, cool, man. Hey, I wanted to jump into something real quick, too, which is writing for a comedy series. This is kind of a, a different category. You mind if we talk about that real quick? Nah, definitely. Let's take it. Let's go do some comedy, because we've been on a lot of dramas, so... And again, it is important to remember that for the actors and for the writers and directors and everything, they submit episodes. So that's why people are nominated separately, but for the same show. Um, so basically, it's Atlanta, Master of None, Silicon Valley, uh, and Veep. And Veep is nominated twice. And Atlanta is nominated twice, uh, both Donald and Stephen Glover. Um, Donald Glover, everybody knows community and all that, you know, uh, Childish Gambino, the rapper. Uh, Stephen is his brother, who I think he played a character in Atlanta. I don't remember which one. Now, did you watch Atlanta? Did I watch Atlanta? I love yeah, Atlanta. Yeah, okay, cool. So 
that's the only reason I wanted to mention it is I hope that he wins. I loved Master of None. Uh, I thought it was, but I think it was a different. Master of None was fantastic, and I actually maybe even enjoyed it a little more than I enjoyed Atlanta. But there was something, there was just a creativity and uniqueness about Atlanta that I thought was just kind of almost startling. Like, it's so creative, man. Like, these guys are just somewhere different. And not that Master of None wasn't, but Silicon Valley and Veep, I both, honestly, I think both of those shows, I'm glad I know Veep is ending. So Silicon Valley, I'm kind of tired of. It was, it's not that great a show. It's not at all. It's, and it's Veep not, is funny, but it's just, I, I just, I'm, Amazed that it's lasted this long. Yes, exactly. It's incredible. It's absolutely Veep is amazing, and the fact that they were able to continue after the original showrunner left, um, with David Mandel taking over, it was it's really fantastic. But it's just like the show is so chaotic that after a while, I just lose track of what's happening. And so you kind of lose track of the meaning because so much of it is biting that. And Silicon Valley, again, I'm just kind of, I'm actually kind of sick of that show. I don't even know if I'm going to watch it anymore. I stopped. Yeah, it's just, just, it's not funny. It's dumb. I I just really think, and I'm surprised because it's Mike Judge, but I don't know. It's like, almost like they kind of just lost the vibe of it or something. But, you know, I know that um, Ehrlichman left the show. Yeah, he he had a big departure uh, from the show. And um, I think that was because they felt that it was kind of not going in the great, the best direction. They kind of shook it up. It was kind of interesting what they did at the end of the, at the end of the last season. But when did you stop watching it? Like halfway through the first season. Oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, just, I I didn't like it at all. All right. I thought you may have watched it. A yeah, little but no, bit it's longer. good to bring that up because T.J. Atlanta's the standout here. T.J. Miller's his name. All right, but yeah, Atlanta's the standout. Definitely, it's so different, definitely. and you the way you said it was perfect. Like it's it's its own like flow. It's its own pace. Yes. It, it it took me a, a little bit to understand it at first, like how they were approaching the storytelling and the comedy yeah. and. I thought at first when I, I thought it was a drama and I'm like what and then all of a sudden like some goofy funny shit happened and like it then it became what it was meant to Dude, be and I it just like really the invisible around and like the invisible car remember that <laughs> yeah what was that about that's what I'm saying like the guy is just they're just on a flow man and they they just are creating and I feel the same way about Master of None, but it it, it it's just a different. It, it it just took a different um, path, you know. Master it's, of None was a lot more. Um, did you watch Master of None last season? Yes, absolutely. Okay. I didn't watch this new season, but it it was good. It was like a big comedy sketch turned into a show. No, did you watch? So did you see the last season of Master of None? Yeah. Okay. So when he goes to Italy and everything. Yep. Yeah, that was great. It was more serialized. I like that. 
but it's still, I feel like I hope, I don't know. It's tough for me because I loved both of them. Yeah, no, it's definitely funny as hell. Yeah, man, that's cool. Well, what were you saying about, I'm sorry, I, I interrupted you. You were saying about a big comedy sketch? A big comedy sketch? Um, don't know, but I oh, mean, okay. sometimes this show might be a big comedy sketch. <laughs> but I mean, you know what? While we're we're doing comedy, let's yeah. let's just take it right up. Let's go okay. actresses, actors, and then all right, yeah, the let's knock it out. Award for comedy. All right, let's do it. All right, so comedy actresses: Pamela Alden for Better Things, Tracy Ellis Ross for Blackish, Jane Fonda. For Grace and Frankie, Lily Tomlin for Grace and Frankie, Allison Janney for Mom, Ellie Kemper from Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, and Julia Louise Dreyfus for Veep. Um, I I'm would sure Veep will win again. Yeah, I think she, yeah, I think she'll win again. And uh, it'd be good to see Pamela Adlon win for Better Things. Uh, she does that show with Louie and um the new seasons coming out where she directed all the episodes too, which is hard to do. So it's kind of interesting. Um, she was great on Louie and it was, it's, this is a really great show. I actually, this is another one where I only got through like, I don't know why I think it's just so many shows on, but I want to go back and, and finish it. Cause there was no reason to not finish it. It was great. Interesting perspective. And where she's kind of like playing herself, but not playing herself. She's an actress, but it, she, it just it would be cool to see her win. I don't watch Blackish. I saw Grace and Frankie the first season. That's a fun show, but it's just like, it's kind of a weak Netflix offering. Yeah. Um, you can't let Hanoi Jane have an award. Oh, I love Jane Fonda. You got to love Jane. <laughs> don't you do the Jane Fonda workout every morning, DJ? I do the Lily Tomlin workout. Oh, uh, okay. Let's move on. What do you think about the uh, comedy actor? Ready? Yeah. Here we go. Anthony Anderson, Blackish, Aziz Ansari, Aziz Ansari, Master of None, Zach Galifianakis, Baskets, Donald Glover, Atlanta, William H Macy, Shameless, Jeffrey Tambor, Transparent. What are your thoughts about this category? <laughs> I think everybody should get one. They should all like make little ones that they get split. Because it's so hard, this category. I love all these actors. I loved all these shows. I didn't finish Transparent. but um, And I watched a little bit of Blackish. I don't. I tend to just... I don't know. I have a hard time watching uh, comedies on regular networks. Yeah. Just, it's yeah. very hard. Um, but Anthony Anderson's very good at it. And I know, I know from what I've seen, he's, he's really good. So it's, it's tough. And what Zach Galifianakis did in baskets was so bizarre that it might be like considered super <laughs> yes. artistic yes. and, you know, by the panel. Yeah. So it's so hard. I mean, Donald, I, I, Donald Glover is amazing in Atlanta. Um, I don't think he's hilarious as far as like slapstick funny, but like if you get Atlanta, you get why it's funny. Uh, but William H. Macy, he, he's crazy and shameless. I, I don't think I could give it to him just because it's it's a little nutty. Um, I would say I would probably go with Donald Glover. 
just because how different it is. Yeah. See, for this, I hope that um, uh, again, all talented people. I'm not a huge fan of Anthony Anderson. I have to admit. Um, and Zach Galifianakis is great in baskets, and I didn't watch all of it, but I did actually <laughs> see a bunch of episodes, and it's weird as hell. Now, this was for the second season. Um, I don't watch Shameless. I know Donald is a big Shameless fan. I saw the first season it. of Transparent. Oh, you watch Shameless? Oh, hell yeah. Okay. Every week when it's on. Okay, maybe I should catch up with that at some point. I actually did at one point watch almost a for, I think I watched the first season of it, and that tells you that I didn't go back, so I wasn't. But um, I kind of hope Aziz uh, Ansari wins because I did watch all of Master None. I watched all of Atlanta. I know Jeffrey Tambor is fantastic and transparent, but um, I thought that Aziz pulled kind of a Seinfeld where he didn't try... He 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 is, uh, he is actually kind of more. He is like a. He reminds me of a Seinfeld. Like because when you watch him, he does seem. I've seen his stand up, and he seems more comfortable. Uh, in his stand up than I think on TV. Like especially in where most people know him from Parks and Rec, where he's like just this outlandish character. And he really did have to stretch. Um, for Master of None. And then a lot of times he just kind of stayed in the background, which I really appreciated. And actually, Donald Glover did that too. But there was just something about the, uh, about the, um, the acting in Master of None that impressed me more. But it's just great that they were both nominated. I really have to say that because you can complain about awards. But, you know, they both these are definitely they should be there and years ago you wouldn't see them nominated neither of those shows they'd be on that list of critically acclaimed shows that's not nominated so you know you got to give them a heads up when you can yeah man so you know what let's bring it right into the actual award for a comedy series all right which most of these people that we've talked about are in and it it starts Atlanta on from FX, Blackish on ABC, Master of None from Netflix, Modern Family from ABC, Silicon Valley from HBO, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt from Netflix, and Veep on HBO. Veep won a bunch of them in a row. I kind of don't want it to take it again, but I, I haven't seen it, so I can't really say it shouldn't. But I just don't want it to. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? What do you like? Um, you know, like I said, I hope Atlanta wins because I think it was written, uh, the best. So it, it, the acting, every, I mean, everything was great about it, dude. I think, I hope Atlanta wins, but you know, that's it. Modern family. Inside DJ's DVR Emmy (laughs) for comedy series goes to Atlanta. Yeah. And I don't even understand why Silicon Valley is nominated. I'm not into unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. It's that like rapid um, joke style 30 rock. That's just not my bag, but they do a great job of it. I've seen a bunch of episodes. Veep, I don't think is in its real heyday. It's, Veep is probably going to win. 
Um, but I hope <sighs> that uh, I really hope that Atlanta wins. It would be great if Atlanta won. Hey, you know what? Let's 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 t- let's just go nuts. Let's just jump right to best drama and then do the other ones. What do you think? Just cool. to liven it up. Yeah, let's do it. All right, best drama: Better Call Saul, AMC, The Crown, Netflix, Handmaid's Tale, Hulu, two more Netflix: House of Cards and Stranger Things. This is Us, NBC, and Westworld, HBO. So just off the bat, it's kind of crazy, man, that four out of the seven are streaming. The other one is... One. Yeah. One. One is from Network. But that's good, though. I mean, for the last five to seven years, for... uh, the networks it's actually <laughs> to even get there i think last year none of them were i don't think there was but it's drama. just amazing that like you know the recognition of the the quality of yeah, these man. shows that aren't on network anymore yeah. and you could probably see why i mean a lot of these things are variety shows just now standard. and they're going back to to game shows and shit yep. and yep. i i think they're seeing the writing on the wall that they could probably put their money into producing a show to sell on Netflix than they make on the network. Yeah, well, that's how it started, right? Now that's why, like, you see Amazon um, axing all these shows. Uh, they told that they told the Christina Ritchie show, "You're canceled." Then they said, "No, we're going to make it a second season." And they said, "No, you're canceled again." The story of Z and. Uh, it's yeah, it's pretty crazy, man. It's it's really interesting. Nobody can complain and say that there's not good stuff to watch. That I remember remember when Bruce Springsteen had that song Fifty Seven Channels and Nothing's On? No, because I really despise Bruce Springsteen, but um okay. Oh, I love Bruce What how do you despise Bruce Springsteen, you Long Islander? Huh? You don't like I'm Jersey? Not from New Jersey, but Oh, you're making fun of I Jersey? Just, no, nah, I just uh, you, you you know you just threw it that it was like a claim from Long Island. That's a Jersey thing that he's you know people from there like him um, just because he's from there. Like we claim Billy Joel, you get Bruce Springsteen. Um, but I just that's a don't tough one, Billy inch- Joel versus Bruce Springsteen. I'm gonna have to, you know what? I honestly I like I I think I respect Bruce Springsteen more, but I actually enjoy Billy Joel more. Yeah, I just don't like guys that sound like. They're constipated when they're singing. <laughs> All right, DJ. So what is your pick for best drama? Is it Westworld? No, it's not. I, I love Westworld because we do a podcast on it yeah. called Westworld Theory Oh, Cast. we do? Yeah, you can oh. download it now. Okay. Or follow the the, the Twitter or DV, DVRpodcast.com. I mean, we it's crazy. Uh, but I, I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say Stranger Things because okay. of its uniqueness oh, and its okay. fun fun factor that yeah. just really brought nostalgia, fun, and intrigue back to, yeah. t- to a show. The music was amazing. It just – I love the show. I, I, I'm going to – it's probably not going to win because it didn't make anybody cry like This Is Us. But I loved Stranger Things. That's great. That would be fun. Yeah, you know – I have to say, um, these are all great shows, except I don't think This Is Us is a great show. Part of it is a great show. I love The Crown. 
I really did. I absolutely loved it. It was a surprise to me. I didn't think I was going to like it, and it was fantastic. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. Okay, it's really great on Netflix. Great show. House of Cards is definitely not going to win, though I thought last season was a lot of fun. And it's a dumb... I mean, House of Cards is like Homeland. It's not, you know, like... it's not. You can't take it too seriously. That's a problem with Homeland. It, like, takes itself too seriously, whereas I think House of Cards has fun with the ridiculous nature of the show. Um, Handmaid's Tale, I love it. Can't wait to finish it, honestly. For me, though... I think Better Call Saul is the best show. I really do. I think Better Call Saul, of these shows listed, is the best show. But I'm going to go with you, DJ. I kind of think, I was thinking This Is Us is going to win since it's the network show and it's the like, oh, you know, it's kind of like, it's a throwback. Not only is the show a throwback because half of it is a, 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 a throwback. It's a prequel. It's a prequel in a sequel. <laughs> it's a flashback. Um, but it's a network show, so that's kind of the throwback element. Westworld is not. It's great. We loved it. We had a lot of fun, but it's not a great show. Um, I, uh, so, but it would be fun if Stranger Things won, is basically what I come around to. I kind of like what your idea is. It would be nice if it was... Because that is that was a lot of fun. That was a great show, and it actually did kind of have something to say about, uh, you know, just friendship and family and belief in each other and love and you know, and that's you know, it's almost Halloween. I can't wait for Stranger Things chapter two. Maybe we should podcast about it. My wife was like, "You should podcast about Stranger Things. It would be fun." It's like, maybe we should. Maybe we should do a Stranger Things podcast. Oh, boy. Ladies and gentlemen, you're getting inside yeah. baseball here on the DVR Podcast Network on Inside DJ's DVR. Possibilities <laughs> of a Stranger Things podcast coming down the pipe. All right. So uh, what do you want to hit? Let's hit a couple more, and then I'm getting kind of tired, DJ. Yeah, man. I mean, we, we hit most of them except for the, the two major actors and actresses from dramas. Right. Um, you know, I'll, I'll hit actress and you can hit the actor and, and uh, we'll wrap it up. So for actress, drama actresses, we had Viola Davis for How to Get Away with Murder, Claire Foy from The Crown, Elizabeth Moss from The Handmaid's Maid's Tale, Kerry Russell from The Americans, Evan Rachel Wood from Westworld, and Robin Wright from House of Cards. Now, I know that I've seen parts of one of these two of them i haven't seen actually parts of two of these and two of them i haven't seen and two i have seen and westworld i loved evan rachel wood she was amazing in the show she wasn't i think as good as uh thandie newton um she was really good she was very complex evan rachel wood but i gotta give it to kerry russell i love the americans and the role she plays is just phenomenal. She's so good at that role. Especially, it, it just helps having seen her in other things and knowing the range and knowing how amazing she's doing in that from comparing other roles. And she just, she she knocks me off, you know, off the, the seat every time I yeah. watch that show. She- yeah, man. 
I, I have to agree, you know, I'm a big Americans fan too. And you kind of want it to win just because you want them to actually say that this show exists. You know what I mean? Yeah, they just like always get close and never there. Yeah, and 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 actually, the last season was not the greatest season. It it, it was a lot of uh, it was a lot of kind of spinning wheels, and um, a lot of people have been talking about that. You know, they gave them two more seasons, and the. Uh, creators kind of said that they were almost ready to just go into the end game and they kind of got this extra season um, and they took it and you can kind of tell that it's almost like they were telling a prequel to what the finale what the last season is going to eventually be but still the acting was incredible um, yeah and she had a lot of ups and downs yeah. and like moral dilemmas this year so wow. i i really think she she was really good i i would i mean i would be happy i saw the first season of how to get away with murder it's a fun show but it's you know whatever it's nothing it's a nothing burger as they say right um the crown again claire foy was amazing in that and that was a really nuanced performance um i mean you have to be she's the playing the queen Elizabeth Moss, Elizabeth Moss is just always amazing. Evan Rachel Wood was great. Robin Wright is, I mean, she's fantastic in House of Cards. Uh, she just takes over scenes. But I kind of think Elizabeth Moss is going to win. But I kind of think that Claire Foy might sneak in there. So that's what I'm saying for that, DJ. All right, so you know you take take three out of the seven, you you know you're bound to win something. There All you right, go. good. There you go. All right, drama hedge actor. Your bets. I'm gonna hedge my bet. <laughs> I'm gonna pull a Anna, as they say, right? Um, yep. Okay, drama actor Sterling K. Brown. This is us. Anthony Hopkins, Westworld. Bob Odenkirk, Better Call Saul. Matthew Matthew Reese, The Americans. Great that they're both nominated. I love that. Leave Schreiber, Ray Donovan. Why is he nominated? Nobody watches Ray Donovan. Is Ray Donovan even what a show? What are you talking about? It's one of my all-time favorite shows. Are you serious, dude? Come on. I'm 100% serious. Okay. I love that Ray show. Ray Donovan I, is Lee like... Leave Schreiber is my like top, probably okay. top five actor. To me, it's like hell or high water. It's like it was a show and then people are like, that's still on? Anyway, I'll, maybe one day I'll go back and watch it. I should shut my mouth. I watched one... I watched the first the pilot and i was just like i'm just not interested uh oh, man you missed a lot maybe you'll sell me on it dude um kevin spacey house of cards and milo ventamagilia ventamagilia uh this ventamagilia. is i should be able to Gilia. pronounce that man milo ventamagilia ventamagilia Ventimiglia, Ventimiglia, Ventimiglia. Uh, That's what maybe. it is. It's Ventimiglia. It's Ventimiglia. Milo, if you're out there, Milo, <laughs> call us up. We get you on the show. We'll have a little interview. Talk about your name. Talk about the the award you're about to win. Um, again, Sterling K. Brown's the best thing about This Is Us. I wish he was on a better show. That dude should be anchoring an HBO show, no doubt. Um, Anthony Hopkins was almost a guest star on Westworld. I hope, I think a lot of people, I've been hearing that people think he might win, but I don't think he's going to win. Dude, oh, I, I hope, hope not. It, 
Uh, to me, look, Matthew, I love, I mean, all, even Milo was good on This Is Us, you know? Remember, he's wasn't he Rocky's kid in, like, Rocky well, 5? Milo Ventimiglia? Yeah. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was little Rocky. Um, and then he was in Heroes. Well, you try knocking him down. Why don't you try knocking me down, Tommy Guns? <laughs> That was pretty good, DJ. <laughs> uh, Kevin Spacey is funny as hell on House of Cards. He's camping it up. It's got to be Bob Odenkark, man. Come on. Better call oh, Saul, dude. It's got to be. I'm out. I'm giving, it, I'm giving it to... I have to give it to probably Sterling K. Brown. Because okay. only for this factor is that when you represent in a list of awesome actors... And you're the only one representing your middle initial. You sound legit, like you draw attention to your name, like so. You like Sterling K. Brown for it. This is us. That's a good reason, that's how DJ. It that's how that's how the voting goes, man. It's a brain game. I, how about me? So, my, yeah, that's my, about it, man. I mean, uh, how, ladies, gentlemen, wait, guys, wait, DJ, clear, DJ, hold on a second. Last episode, uh, how, that was. Oh, what happened? Most of the uh, really big categories. Wait, can you hear me? I can hear you, buddy. Oh, DJ, I was going to say, how about me? My name is W. Axel Foley. The initial is in the beginning of the name. Don't I get any credit for that? Of course you get credit. You're the creator of the DVR Podcast Network. I mean, I'm waiting for the podcasting awards to come out. Oh, so. That's true. I believe the Stitcher gives awards out. So Stitcher, if you're listening, I mean, we're going to come hard this year. That's so. Listen, uh, actually, podcasting awards is um, is uh, Todd Cochran, the guy who does uh, Geek News Central and the Blue and uh, Blueberry, which we use the Blueberry PowerPress plugin for our podcasting. But hey, what was your what's your real pick for drama? My real pick for actor, you say? Yeah. Uh, it's Sterling K. Brown. But who do you want? Oh, I mean, I would love Liev Schreiber to win. He's amazing. Okay. Really? I'm surprised because you were so hot on the Americans, but he was just depressed yeah, but- the whole season. That was like he did not smile. That was like the most morose. It was great, but he was just Matthew Reese. He was just totally morose the whole season on the Americans. Yeah, he no, nah, he was very good. I I just love the way Liev Schreiber acts. He, okay. In Ray Donovan, he like he hits these notes of being so cool, so confident, like a Mike Ehrman Trout, and then you get this backstory of what happened to him as a child and things he has to struggle with, and you see how it just messes with his mind in the way he has to operate during the day. Like he can't keep his Mike Ehrman Trout on. He loses it a little bit, and his people like Mike Ermintrout rolls by himself. He don't trust nobody, and he does his thing. Where Ray Donovan has his family around him all the time, where he's always looking after them, and they're always getting him into more shit because he's trying to get the other ones out of shit. And it just it he plays it off good. All right, he's like a fixer, but to the next level. Okay, interesting. Interesting. Maybe I'll check out. Plus, he's also the he's also the 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 voice of M, uh, HBO's Hard Knock series. Yeah, that's true. 
but yeah, that covers it. I mean, that that's that's it. I mean, we got the whole, you know, most of the the big stuff out there for the Emmys. We gave you this little uh, bonus podcast, and I had an amazing podcast legend on with me. And I just, I'm real happy we got to put this out there for everybody. I hope you guys enjoy it. And uh, Axel, you want to say anything else about the Emmys before we wrap it up? Uh, no, it'll be fun, man. Yeah, it's fun to talk about it. It's um, like, again, I'm kind of impressed, I have to say, because when you look at the Oscars, there's so many films that they just totally ignore. And it's like all these, the big budget ones or the ones that get the push. And when you look at music, it, mu- music, it's ridiculous because you can make a album that's better than things in the top 10 at home on your laptop but with tv there is a limited scope there you know and that the fact that they're so inclusive now of all the streaming services and even like i think CISO, which is like you know nbc's offspring pay service got a nomination for something i just think it's cool because you have kind of a closed environment, so you really do have the opportunity to nominate the best people. And when you look at these lists, I'm, I'm hard-pressed. There are people missing, of course, every year, um, but they got a lot of good, they got a lot of the good people uh, that were out there and a lot of the good programs. So, you know, I think that still they don't give enough to reality and to the kind of programs that a lot of people watch, whether it's HGTV or Food Network or what, I mean, what I just think that those shows, actually a lot of people watch them. You know, like you talk about some of them on Inside DJ's DVR, you know, man? Absolutely. And when I'm watching them, I'm thinking about the cameramen and the editors. <laughs> and that's what the shows, the show, yeah. all those shows are. Yeah. And those people should be spotlighted, like yeah, almost I as think big so. as an actor. I agree. I really, I mean, that's never going to happen because you do want, that's what people don't want to see that, but. Right. And, and it also okay. okay. ruins the allure of, yes. of that reality yeah, bullshit. Right. But it's fun that I, I enjoy the fact that the Emmys is to me, uh, one award show where they can sometimes actually get it right. Because it's, like I'm saying, it's a closed environment. You know, there's just so many films that are made that don't get to see the light of day that are very high quality with the way people can make things now. That it's just not really the same can be said for television that so much stuff gets ignored. There is stuff that gets ignored, but then it's like you have something like The Americans, which eventually people see it. And, you know... That's that's awesome because it's a weird, quirky show that not a lot of people watch. So it's cool that the critics, too, can have a say in what goes on. But anyway, it's also awesome to hear your opinions on things and see that you watch a lot of stuff, man. And it'll be fun to talk about it next week. I'm going to watch some of the uh, watch some of the red carpet shit so we can make fun of people, DJ. All right, cool. That sounds cool. Maybe we'll. uh We'll gather up our thoughts afterwards and we'll say, you know, we'll compare notes on who we made fun of the most. <laughs> that sounds kind of mean now that you say it like that. 
I mean, you know, I, I didn't want to go there when you said it before. We were making fun of people, and I'm just like, damn, these people got like <laughs> designers, and they get, you know, getting rated on their outfits, and you're over here making I fun know, of them. I it's know. the same thing. If we go back to a few, I forget what what show it was on, but you were talking about how you like to make fun of people on HGTV. I'm like, damn. And I make fun. I said I like their different funny accents. You jumped all over me. So oh, people know who's the right guy. Just because I <laughs> wanted Miss Melisandre dead, and I think that you know certain people should have died in certain shows, doesn't make me a bad guy. Nah, you're this a guy. Likes guy to make buddy. fun of makes fun of people in their their civilian life. Yeah, I know. I'm heartless. But uh, no, it was fun, dude. It was fun talking about it. With sure you, is, absolutely. I think everyone does it. The outfits are ridiculous. No one would ever wear that shit. It is kind of funny. Yeah, man. So, all right. Well, Axel, I want to thank you again for being on this bonus edition of Inside DJ's DVR, the 2017 Emmy Preview Podcast. Till next time. Keep clicking away and recording stuff in that DVR. Peace. Axel, say peace. Peace.